The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Good to see you. This will be our last live prior to Christmas. So uh, if I don't get to see you guys and gals, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is you saw. Uh, happy end of the year. Good to see you. All right. That said, I think we've got questions. Oh, if you'd like to join us live, as always, just email. Uh, we'll jump into our Facebook group. It's totally free. You just have to own a cleaning company. If you've got a question you want answered, support at growmycleaningcompany.com. That said, let's get this party started. What's shaking? All right. So I went with a theme again this week and I can never say this word right. And I had to Google it, but a niche, 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 however you say it. I think you can roll both ways. I think niche and niche are both 100% acceptable. Awesome. So I'm going to go with niche because that sounds fancy. It does sound a little fancier, doesn't it? fancier. So um, I'm going to start with a common question. I saw like a bunch of emails and Facebook posts about this, a similar thing. And the main question, it might be the whole podcast. How do you know if you should change your niche and how would you implement that change? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, well, you never need to change your niche, but so, I mean, <laughs> the easy answer is if you don't want to, you don't like your niche, change your niche. That said, most of the time people are misdiagnosing the problem. They think if I just, my my niche is a problem. And if I just switch, it'll be better, but the grass is always green where you water it. So the biggest mistake I see in this is residential. Like I want commercial, commercial is bigger. That's, that's the good stuff is commercial. And commercial is great. I owned a commercial cleaning company, it was great. Um, but it wasn't better than residential, it was just different. So most of the time when people want to switch niches, switch niches, it's because they don't know how to market. They're not, and they think it'll just magically be better if they do something else, but they'll find that niche has its own set of problems. So the only two times I would really, really switch niches is one, if the niche I had don't doesn't have any pain and I clearly identified another niche that did have pain, right? Because if you're like, well, this niche doesn't have pain, I'm switching, but the niche you go to doesn't have pain, you're not really helping yourself or two, if they physically didn't have money, right? If my niche was, if I'm a cleaner for residential and my niches, and this is really for residential, for all commercial, they have money. Even if like they're nonprofit, they're whatever, you're just not selling properly. I promise that they own a building, they can afford to um, maintain it on the commercial side. On the residential side, you know, a niche of renters or trailer parks or like low income, probably not a great niche because they don't have the money. So they pain and money, if they don't have that, I'm switching niches or if there's just not enough of them, but do the math. A lot of people like there's not enough and there's plenty, right? Like, you know, bowling alleys, if there's 12 in your town and you're, you need 30 to hit your goal, then that might not be a good niche, but you know, married people living in nice homes with dual incoming kids, there's tens of thousands of people like, I need to move to a different area. And it's like, all right, there's 23,000 people in your area that fit your niche. How many clients do you have? They're like 18. Right. You're not even close. So um, most of the time when you want to switch niche, it's you. It's not going to solve the problem that you think it's going to solve. That said, uh, to answer your question, when you're like, how do I switch? There's really a couple ways to go about it. One is cold turkey. So like another niche I 
don't like for me it's pain and recurring so i don't like anyone that's one time so if it's move in move out post construction cleanup um that's a niche i would switch out of immediately and the most aggressive way is to fire all of your clients and just go fire all the non-niche clients and only you know start attracting the new ones that's probably what i would do not that it's the smartest way but <laughs> it's the most aggressive way the second way is to not fire any of the clients that you have now, but completely cut off taking new clients that are outside of your niche. The third way would be to, well, I guess between those two ways, you'd raise prices on the people that you have that are not in your niche substantially. And if they stay, you're like, well, for that money, I'll take it. And if they quit, you're like problem solved. And then um, next would just be not to take any new ones at all and not do anything with the ones that you have. And then the last thing would be to not do anything ones that you have and substantially raise prices on the non-niche clients that come in. I wouldn't recommend that one because you probably won't ever get out. So it's really, that's all. It's really just how you kind of change your focus. And in all of those scenarios, all of your new marketing goes to only your niche, right? So it doesn't matter. Your new marketing goes to that, but that's just how you handle people that come in. All right. That was kind of a in-depth question for a fairly... <laughs> easy question. Someone's like, I just wanted like a one sentence thing. Why, why, why won't you stop talking? No, I think that was a great and very thorough answer because a lot of people are asking that question and yeah, I think you just nailed it. So basically all the questions now after this are obviously going to be like derivatives of a similar question, but a little more specific circumstances. So is today a niche theme? Yes. Oh, wow. That changes everything. I thought I was, that was all the time I had to hit the whole niche subject. <laughs> if it's a knit theme, let me give you, let's, if I may, let's start with why niches are such a big deal because people yeah. don't get it. And I'll tell you guys, gals, I was there. I was, I remember, you're so dumb. Young Mike, you're so dumb. I remember seeing, I think there's a gym called Curves. I can't remember what it's called, but only it was just for, okay, I'm a, I'm a dude. So for me, they, I was not their target market, but Lindsay bobbed ahead pretty quick. So she was their target. She was aware of what a Curves is. Um, and I remember thinking, well, how dumb is that? Cutting off half your potential clients. So dumb, Mike. That Mike was a dumb one. Curves was, I'm sorry, Curves. You're smart. I'm stupid. Um, again, if you go to a gym, typically, I don't know what the, the actual math is, but I'm guessing it's within a 10 minute drive, probably closer than that. So depending on, and usually they're going to put the gym in a place with lots of rooftops. So it's pretty, you know, heavily. So there are a lot of people within a 10 minute drive. I mean, goodness gracious, goodness gracious. This gym might have, you know, 20,000 human beings within a, you know, the radius that it would trade in. And there might be, you know, if you cut off half of them, that's like 10,000. It's like, Good Lord, how many memberships, you know, and they have no membership. So the way I would speak to someone who wants cleaning would be, hey, if you give me money, I'll clean crap. Um, so the best way would be to go, Lindsay Bjorkland, <laughs> and your, your house is dirty and your husband and I have been talking and he's furious. He said, pay whatever you want, clean this crap hole um, and hire us. Like that's very specific marketing. And if I could get Lindsay to read that ad, the likelihood she clicks is very high, like way over 20%, like very good chance. But, and I have not spoken with Lindsay's husband and have no idea what his feelings are on the cleanliness of their home. So sorry, Mr. Bjorkland, if you feel <laughs> no, no offense intended. Um, but obviously it's kind of hard to speak to Lindsay, but that would be the most effective marketing, right? Second most would be, hey, do you live in the suburbs of this town and you're married and don't have kids, but you have cats who you feel like are your kids, 
but they, um, <laughs> I got you girlfriend, <laughs> but they, you know, you love them, but you don't love the hair. And you know, some of the parts, you know, Lindsay's like, okay. She's like, all right, I think I would get her to open that. She's reading that as well. And again, very specific. So I'm going to have a very high hit rate, but maybe, you know, <laughs> with my Lindsay ad, one person in her community would respond to that. If I sent the cat ad, maybe 11%. I don't know how many crazy cat owners are out there, Lindsay. If you got, if there's like a lot of your fish, just you, girlfriend. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So now I'm crazy. Just oh, yeah. Wait, how many cats do you have? Just one now, unfortunately. You know, one, so. so it's really crappy. Lindsay just had a kitty pass. So, like, for me to be crapping on her is pretty not cool as a friend. So, I get, let's just start with I'm a terrible human. I guess that would be a good way to start most podcasts. All right. You're no longer crazy. One cat is a reasonable amount of cats. Two is the most. You get three. You're absolutely crazy. Two's like, how'd you get them? Like, we could talk. Like, what's the story? You know, and if there's a good story, we'll accept it. One cat is a reasonable amount of cats. So fine. You don't get the crazy cat lady advertising. You just get cat person advertising. So the more specific we are, the higher hit rate we can get. And with the cat hair one, if 4% of people in Lindsay's neighborhood have cats and would identify their pain of, of being cat related, there may not be enough for me to do it, but the hit rate would be really good. Now say, because they're not crazy cat ladies, sorry, Lindsay, I couldn't help myself. It's dogs and 30% of the people in her neighborhood had dog related trauma. Um, and I sent that out, that might be worth it. So we miss, we think that we, we need to take money from anybody that waves it. And that is just a foundational thing that's going to slow our growth. So, you know, I could talk about this for hours, but we only got a little bit and I want to make sure we get to questions. So long story short, Actually, was uh, Lindsay. I was uh, did a podcast with Ashley Wait Whaley today on her podcast. Yeah, great. Um, she might reach out to you and ask for the podcast I did with them to link link to it. But um, she she actually reframed it in a way that I thought was really nice. She had mentioned something about niche, and she said, "Man, when you first asked us to stop taking these clients, I was like, man, we're saying that's hard to say no to money.'" And she's like, "What I really realized is we were saying no to chaos and yes to building the business that we want." So the quality of your company is absolutely capped by the quality of the clients that you choose to accept. And if you accept any Tom, Dick and Harry, you're going to be really tough growing your business. The better, more specific client that you have, they can serve at a higher level because you know them better than anyone else. Um, yeah, the faster you can scale. So there you go. There's my soliloquy on niches. Lindsay hit me with a question before I just continue rambling and everybody uh, tunes out all at once. I got a good one and got you on your soapbox today. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you wanna say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there. All right, so um, here's Elliot. He sent us in an email and he said, I'm not sure if our niche is too specific. We mainly serve corporate offices, not industry specific, but buildings with multiple break rooms, sets of bathrooms and conference rooms and high level executives. How do I find more like these? Such a good question, um, Elliot. And he definitely sounds like a fancy niche user. He wouldn't say niche like me. He'd say niche. He's fancy. Really good question. One of the mistakes I see people making, and I'm not sure if Elliot's making or not, but let's clarify, is they niche their building, but buildings do not buy anything. 
we niche to humans, right? Buildings have no pain. They cannot buy anything. They just are. Lindsay in accounting or Lindsay in purchasing, that chick or the facilities manager, or the general manager, whatever Lindsay's title may be in your niche, she buys stuff, he buys stuff, but the building does not buy anything. So what we're really looking for in niche is shared pain, right? So with Lindsay, it'd be nice for some demographics. Are you a younger woman, married, you know, living in this area? That's all demographic stuff. Psychographic stuff, who's dealing with cat hair and can't stand it, right? So there's a little bit in demographics, like are you the facilities manager for this kind of building? Like Lindsay might raise her hand to that, but the pain that she has, are you getting yelled at for managing the cleaning vendor who isn't even part of your job, but it's the most frustrating thing you do every day? Lindsay's like, holy crap, that's me. So make sure when you're picking your name, so it doesn't sound too specific. It just sound, it actually sounds too general in that it's about, you're talking about the building that you're in. So if I was doing, that would be like me sending a thing to Lindsay as opposed to about our cat and our cat hair potential problem, which is now half as bad. Condolences, Lindsay. Um, and I've got an old dog too. So I'm being, uh, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being cool now. Just wait till my little Sadie goes and then I'll, I won't, it won't be, it won't be so funny anymore. Um, so if I spoke to Lindsay about her cat hair problem or her angry husband problem or angry, her problem, whatever those are, she's going to resonate. But if I was like, do you live in a four bedroom brick built house on more than an acre? I don't know. I think I, I'm guessing her. I don't know exactly her details, but let's say, let's say that's her. She's going to go, yeah, I guess, but that's, you know what I'm saying? It's not an identity thing. It has nothing to do with their pain. So you're describing the building that they're in. That is not what their pain is. Their pain is the problem you're trying to solve for them. So I would talk about her, her cats, the hair, the husband, the whatever, the whatever, not the structure that she happened to build in. So I wouldn't say it's too specific of a niche. I'd say it's not specific enough and focus in on the pains of the person you're trying to help, not the type of the building that you want to clean. That's the short version of that very long story. All right. So the next question is, ooh, I like this question from Raina on email. And just so you know, when Lindsay goes, ooh, I like this question, it means it's going to be hard. She likes it because she gets to ask and relax while I've got to work. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> That's my throw, guess. <laughs> throw curveballs at Mike. Uh, so my niche is busy parents with kids and pets. So right but off the bat, do you hear how specific that is to the person? Pets take time and make mess. Kids make time and make mess. Busy means she wants time back. All good. I'm really into this niche so far. Hit me with the question. Okay. But can my niche exclude something? I am terrible at cleaning houses in the country with well water and calcium buildup, et cetera, et cetera. So should I even bother with those? Great question. So the, there's two questions, actually. Can my niche exclude people? Question one, should I even bother with those? Question two. As long as it's legal, right? Like, I don't think you could be like, no Asians. You could try, but I don't know that that's super legal in today's, uh, in any day or age. So you, you know, obviously we're not excluding races <laughs> generally, um, but as long as it's legal in your area, yeah, you can exclude anyone you want. No broke people, no pain in the butts, no no cat owners for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> poor Lindsay, she, I just, she's so sweet and such a nice human. I wait until her weakest moment, her poor little kitty die and then just absolutely make her life miserable. So can I exclude anyone? You can exclude anyone you want. Um, obviously make sure it's legal, ethical, and moral. Should I just even deal with them? No, if you don't want to, don't do that. So 
the question you didn't ask, but is the next obvious question is, okay, then how would I exclude, right? And when would I exclude? So I don't know that I'd put it in my first ad, right? Hey, are you a cat owner or whatever, whatever? Not in the country. Like, I don't know that we quite need to settle that hash right then. But when they called in or took whatever action, you realize in the country, that would be the time to do it and just go, hey, we're really good at this. We're not really good at that. I don't want to say I can help you if we're not the best in the world or the best in the county at it here's a resource that would be a better fit. They'll take good care of you. So yeah, your niche can be whatever you want. Um, I love, I would rather say I, we're really good at city people and that's who we want to serve. God bless. Let someone else take care of the country folk. Love it. I, there's some funny comments, especially from Tom Clements. He said, and anyone with a bird as a pet, ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. The, by the way, I'm going to get, I'm going to get hate mail, but I don't care. Dogs, <laughs> fine. Cats, depending on the cat. I met some cool cats and I met some very snobby cats. Birds just seem squawky and poopy. So they would be, I was going to say at the bottom of the food chain, but I mean, literally at the bottom of the food chain, if you've got a cat. So Tom, love Tom. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Tom. No, uh, no birds. Sorry. Sorry, bird people. I'm not making disparages. I'm saying for me and my household, we're a bird free situation. We got a question in chat from Amber Lightheart. She asked, is there a place where you can go to find psychographics? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, and I don't know if psychographics is a real word. I got it from uh, Michael Gerber's The E-Myth. I don't know where he got it or if he made it up, but or if it's a real thing. But for me, psycho so demographics is age, sex, gender, do you own an income, credit score, zip code, you know, just all you know, height, weight, not that you need a lot of that data, but um, well, if you're sending spelling clothes, maybe you would. So that's all demographic, right? Um, psychographic is like what we're talking about. Married demographic. Having fights with her husband because of the house looks like a pigsty, psychographic, right? Um, not getting, you know, kids, demographic. Three kids, these ages, demographic. Psychographic, lots of mom guilt because she's not spending time with her kids. She's focused on cleaning the house. So really good question. Psychographics, um, now with AI and all the data out there, you'd probably get some of that stuff, but I'm old fashioned and we recommend having a perfect prospect pain conversation and asking your client. So I wouldn't tell Lindsay and start making marketing for her about her cats. Um, I would, or sorry, her cat. Um, just so you know, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas because I'm a terrible man. I'm going to get you a cute little kitten. I know it won't, I know it won't replace the cat. It'll just make me so happy. <laughs> My husband might come find you in Phoenix. I don't know. Yeah, I can't I can't subvert, you know, the the esteemed Mr. Bjorklund. Don't want to get crossway. All right. All right. No kitten for you. But boy, if you were a single lady, I'd get you right <laughs> back up to cat so fast. Um yeah. So I would never assume that about Lindsay. I would have a conversation with her. Hey, Lindsay, I'm trying to start uh, a cleaning company or sell, you know, help people just like you. Could you just talk to me about what drives you nuts? If you care, what you like about cleaners, what you don't like, if you even give a crap about cleaners, it's a big deal. What makes you crazy? What they do that you like, what they do that you don't like. Why is that? How does it affect your life? How does it affect those around you? What's, you know, what's your favorite thing about cleaners? What do you hate the most about cleaners? How do they make you feel? Um, I'm going to go right to the source and have that conversation with my client. So best place by far to get psychographics on your perfect prospect is from your perfect prospect. Good news is because people hate being sold to, but they love buying. If you have that conversation, ask a lot of psych psychographic type information. You're really curious and, and caring and compassionate and interested. 
you'd be shocked if someone like, why don't you just clean for me? Why don't you just give me a bid? So that is a nice unintended benefit. But short answer to where can I get psychographic data on my perfect prospects? Short answer from your perfect prospects. All right. Do we have time for one more? One we'll more. do one more. We, what do we do? Are we doing an email in? Are we doing a chat? What do we got? Oh, we don't have any more chat questions. A lot of hilarious chat comments, such as the fact that Apple has five cats, Mike. I don't know. Oh, Apple. No, Apple. No. <laughs> you are crazy. Cat. Is she trying to get married? Does she want to get married? Because five cats is like, you might as well have a whatever that what's the opposite of a magnet. That's like man repellent. You might as well spray on the BO uh, Apple or don't have any gentlemen callers to your house and just go easy on the first date. Yeah. I, I like cats. I would have a cat. And then the second date, like, or third, maybe, yeah, I've got a cat and you know, there's one outside that I, you know, that's around that I'll pet. Don't give the full five cat situation till he's good and in love with your girlfriend. So there you go. There's non, very rarely do I step out of the cleaning industry for advice. Apple, get rid of some daggum cats or get used to being single. <laughs> This turned into the niche and cat episode. I don't know what happened, but last Lindsay's question. happy that the heat's going off of Lindsay onto Apple. So nicely done there, girl. <laughs> Thanks, Tom Clements, for the reminder. All right. <laughs> so um, Shauna left a Facebook comment, and it's related to niche. She said, how do you create a unique brand identity? Because we're all cleaning. Everyone's cleaning. How do you distinguish yourself? Yeah, these are, I ran rave about the, terrible quality questions sometimes this is not today you brought it girlfriend lindsay you whoever questioners lindsay whoever came together to bring this this these are great excellent questions really good job so to answer the question that's part of why niche is so important because if i want a brand that's unique nike perfect example 65 year old women probably not their deal young moms more of a Lululemon kind of thing, right? Nike's for like single dudes, young, like basketball, like, and I'm not saying no one else can do it, but Nike's a pretty, I don't say generic brand, but even Nike, who's very generic, can be like, how do I be a brand? Well, you gotta know who the heck your niche is first. So I love that question because the first answer is know who your niche is, because how do I make a brand that stands out? Well, to whom, right? Again, if I'm if I want to sell sweatpants with a swoosh on them, the way I'm going to do this is very different than I want to call it that are overpriced because they're 19 80 bucks or whatever is going to be very different than I sell stretchy pants with the Lululemon you know, logo on, which is 150 bucks, completely different vibe, right? So if you don't know your, the only way to get a brand is really to know who your, your people are. So perfect example of why do I need a niche? Because if you want to make a brand and have any distinguishing characteristics, you got to know who your people are. So all a brand is, is the things that people say about your company behind your back or in front of your face or on social media or to your vendors or to your customers. So it's just a sum total of people. When I say Lululemon, I picture, and I'm way out of the zeitgeist, so I'm probably wrong on this. Women who don't really do yoga, sorry, Lululemon fans and women that do yoga, if I'm getting in trouble, they don't really do yoga, but they want to look like they're on their way to or from yoga and they want to be comfortable and look fit and have their little bottom parts all you know, tight or whatever they're looking for there. Um, that's what I know. You know, again, I'm not their perfect prospect, but I'm guessing if I were to watch a Lululemon commercial, it'd be lots of moms spending time with their kid, living an active life. Like, you know, maybe, you know, being a rich business person, but when they come home, they get to, you know, relax and get in their thing. And again, I don't know. I'm the worst person to know about that. But Lululemon's such a strong brand. I kind of have the, the vibe of 
all the stuff that they're doing from their employees to their advertising to their the way that they treat is to get that mind space and 50-year-old white dudes that don't ever do yoga, right? Um, so they got me. I know they got my wife. So to answer your question, you got to be crystal clear on who your customer is, who you want to be, and then your brand is really just a sum total of that. Like, So for us, our core values are have fun, make money, be real, and help out. And I'd like to think our brand is, man, they're really good at getting, they, they're kind of fun. They're really good at getting people to make money and they give a crap about their customers. Like that would be my hope for the Grow My Cleaning Company brand. Is that a good brand or bad brand? Don't know. Depends on, I think that's what our customers want and that's who we are as people. So that's who I try and attract. So short answer, know your customer, respond to them specifically and just think Nike is a very different brand than Lululemon, which is different than McDonald's, which is different than they have Mastro's here. What's a fancy restaurant like Roos Chris, right? Completely different vibe of what they're trying to do. So the brand is just a sum total of what people think about you. And you want to make sure that the right people think the right thing about you. And you generate that by the, the ways that you speak and, and act in the world. So that's a really big question for a really short answer, especially the short one. You like made the longest, hardest one last. And I'm like, oh, just cram down a 20 year subject into four and a half minutes. All right. Do I, uh, you feel like we, we did some good out here, Lindsay? I think we did. I think this is a pretty clutch uh, episode we got going here. So kudos, Mike. Beautiful. Well, for all of you guys and gals out there, if uh, we're recording this December 19th, 20th, pre-Christmas, if you are one of the many people we hear, December is such a tough month because everyone's doing the same two things. One is, I didn't hit my goals and I want to change and they're just bummed and they're whatever, but I, and then they go right back into, but I got to wait till the first of the year and the first of the year it's this and the first year it's that. So if you are that person, like I really need some goddamn help and I want to do, I want 2024 to be different than 2023. Um, through the end of the month, just email me, Mikey grow my cleaning company.com. That goes right to me. And uh, let me know what your problem is. I will personally see if we can't get something sorted out for you for everyone else. Just go to grow my cleaning company.com thousand episodes of stuff. Join the Facebook group. I don't know, 15, 20,000 other owners of cleaning companies with you. Um, and if you want something different, you got to do something different. Go get in Clean Nation. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share it with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.